Hi everyone, this is Diva from Bloodhunter and you're listening to the Metal Pit Podcast. Welcome to the Metal Pit Podcast, where we delve deep into the albums and bands that shaped metal. Please visit our website, The Metal Pit, at www.themetalpit.org, where you can find album reviews, interviews, and live show reviews. Also, follow us on our socials, Facebook and Instagram, at The Metal Pit. And for some video interviews, video shorts, and audio versions of this podcast, visit our YouTube channel, youtube.com, at The Metal Pit 666. And if you have any questions or suggestions, comments, you can email us, info at metalpit.org. And my guests today are two of my fellow writers for The Metal Pit, Jim and Stacia. How are you guys? Great. How are you doing? Good. Awesome. Thank you for picking such an awesome album for tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Well, spot. Yeah. Well, I guess we better say what it is then. It's Slayer <laughs> <laughs> and Show No Mercy. Does anybody want to scream Slayer for us? Jim, you do it. Oh, Slayer. <laughs> oh yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So now, so now we can start. We made the right choice just... getting Jim to do it. Everybody in my house just went, "What, what the hell was that?" <laughs> See, I can't do it because there's a cat on me. I'm going to scare the cat off of me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Slayer, of course, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, was an American thrash band from Huntington Park, California, formed in 1981 by guitarist Kerry King and Jeff Heineman and drummer Dave Lombardo and bassist vocalist Tom Araya. Uh, the final Slayer lineup, which was what year did they stop? They just stopped a couple years ago, wasn't it? Or maybe five years ago? I don't know. We still had Kerry King, Araya, Paul Bostaff on the drums, and Gary Holt from Exodus was the guitarist who joined in 2011 after Heinemann's death in 2013. And he was sick, of course, before that. And we're talking about, did I say this? I think it is Show No Mercy, their debut studio album which was released in December 1983 on Metal Blade Records. Ryan Slagle, the creator of Metal Blade Records, I guess saw Slayer doing a cover of Iron Maiden's Phantom of the Opera and signed them to a contract. So when did you guys first hear Slayer or this album? Station. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, I remember it really vividly. And I, I say this to hold myself accountable. Um, because I hated Slayer when I first heard them like so much. Um, and uh, my my friends remind me of this a lot because when I was uh, when I was in high school, I had a really good metal CD collection. So the skids would always kind of congregate around me to borrow my CDs. And my one friend, Dan, <laughs> would uh, was like, I have this metal CD and he had God Hates Us All. And he was like, listen to it. And I was like, this fucking sucks. Like... <laughs> this is a, this, this sounds nothing like Cannibal Corpse. I hate it. Um, so it took me, it took me a while to to warm up to Slayer. Um, 
And then uh, as I, I like got older and started listening to them, it would be the kind of thing where I'd be like, oh, this is a really sick riff. What is it? And it was always fucking Slayer. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, as uh, like delving more into their, their early stuff, so Show No Mercy and Hello Eights are my absolute favorite. I realized that those two albums were were perfect cover to cover for me and then after a while show no mercy especially i mean hello waits as well but they just became comfort albums to me because i was like well this is literally perfect so i blame all of my high school friends for not showing me these albums and showing me kind of the mid era and jam about you yeah well i mean i got kind of a weird story kind of a cool story so I first got into them. I picked up uh, Haunting the Chapel would be my first one, which would have been the live EP after the first album, after this album. So I picked it up. I was in grade 10 and I actually met a girlfriend or a girlfriend, a girl at the time who eventually became my wife. Uh, hey. She, she, yeah, she used it to kind of pick me up because she, I uh, knew I liked Slayer and she said she liked Slayer and she could name some of the songs off of Haunting the Chapel, which she just asked the guy in her typing class, you know, and <laughs> used to take, it was typing back then. Um, and so I was impressed and then started dating her. I mean, you know, we broke up many times over the, like when we weren't married in high school, but uh, you know, it was, so I was definitely interested and uh, anyways, it was a sham. She wasn't into Slayer. So it kind of, you know, <laughs> To this day, it still kind of sticks in my craw. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyways, no. So, I mean, you know, and then obviously it was an EP. I think it had three songs on it. And uh, like a, a Chemical Warfare, a Captor of Sin, and Haunting the Chapel. And I went back, got the, I think Hello Waits came out. And then I went back and got, uh, got Show No Mercy. But my favorite Slayer album is <clears throat> Show No Mercy and South of Heaven. But I mean... Like I'm talking from the whole catalog, like these are points of half a points. They're all like almost 10 out of 10s for me, these albums. So, and you know, like everything, even their newest stuff that a lot of people really crap on, like Diabolus and Musica. I like that album. God Hates Us All. I like, I like Christ Illusion. I mean, I like uh, World Painted Blood. So, you know, I like all of Slayer. I like their whole catalog and it kind of pissed me off when they retired so early i think they still had a couple of albums left in them but i think at the time too that seems to be coming out now is maybe things weren't all rosy red and slayer and they weren't all super friends so i think uh that that seems to be coming out now um in a lot of the articles that i'm reading so that's mm. probably why they push themselves to retire as well maybe you know doing it for so long that sort of thing but i still think they could have had a couple of really good albums left left in them i believe Jim is that your current wife yes do you ever like playfully call her a poser oh yeah all the time okay. <laughs> she knows it <laughs> she admits she... it oh yeah 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 no I did that I asked a buddy of yours what kind of music you were into well I was wearing a leather jacket with like I don't know a maiden patch on the back all kinds of studs and long hair you know it was it was fun so she knew I was in the metal but she used that as kind of her intro to chat with me so I mean, no. it's fair. Like you did marry her. You can't argue with results. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, she, you know, that's that's the thing. So, uh, but anyways, it was a good little story. Kind of, <laughs> we laughed. We laughed about it today when I said we're doing show no mercy. Uh, maybe I should get your cassette. And you know, she never had it. 
So you you could have asked her to can't name three Slayer songs off the album. Oh. Can she do that now? No, she can't. Total poser. Yeah, for sure. I, you know what? Yeah, now I'm now I'm pissed off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All she has to do is think of something evil. She might be able to guess three of them. Yeah, exactly. yeah there you she'll go. Name, she'll name she "Haunting the Chapel," which is technically a song. So there you go. But yeah. I think that's all she knows. She even brought it up when I told her we were doing Slayer. I was like, "She's like, oh, well, are you doing Haunting the Chapel?" I said, "No, that only has three songs on it. We're doing the first album. Come on." <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Okay. Well, for me, uh, as I've said on this podcast before, I got into heavy metal nineteen like eighty two is when I really got into heavy metal. And it was Iron Maiden, but then, you know, then next year Metallica came with Kill 'Em All earlier yeah. in the year, I think February or something like that. So that was, I guess, the first thrash album. And so I got this as soon as this Show No Mercy, as soon as it came out. Now I can't remember if I just got it because they said it's thrash or they were friends with Metallica, you know, maybe that's why I got it. Or if I heard so I can't remember if I heard anything. Probably not, because where was I going to hear anything? Probably nowhere. So <laughs> I probably just went and bought it and said, you know, this looks scary and Satanist stuff on it and, you know, like Venom stuff on it. The oh, lyrics yeah. Very, the, the lyrics seem very Venom inspired or Merciful Fate inspired. <laughs> I have a lot to say about that, but I'm sure that's no surprise. Yes. <laughs> Shocker. What? <laughs> Shocker. It's kind of, that's going to be a shocker. I yeah. Knew that was coming. Yeah. Stacia has something to say about Venom. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but the lyrics, I mean, see, I was whatever, 17 or something, but not like if it was now, I'd be like 12, like 17 back then in the 80s. <laughs> right. You're 12 now, and you hear these songs about Satan, and you think it's so cool. But of course, if you're 12 now, you probably already heard songs about Satan. Back then, it was new, right? Like you didn't hear yeah. this stuff until you heard Van Armour, Bruce Fader, Slayer, or The Number of the Beast had some stuff on it, but not, you know, like these things. Yeah. But anyway, so I was always happy to have evil stuff to draw some pentagrams on these school books and stuff like that. <laughs> okay so let's get to the album uh so we're gonna start off with evil has no boundaries uh stacia okay so i <laughs> i love this song so much and it's it's hard because i'm like i do think it's a perfect song but for me it always means that this album is starting <laughs> um <laughs> but uh i i also have just a super super fun fact about it um gene ho i don't know if you guys are really into like death the band or um mm -hmm. dark angel but gene hoagland is in this song so he does uh yeah like background vocals so when they're going evil gene hoagland was just there and when they were recording it um i guess i i don't i, I guess it must have been the sound engineer it was like we just want a full a more like full sound and gene hoagland was just there so he's uh he's in there um but i always imagine uh because the song is just so good and the vocals are so good and it's like so much shredding and that scream at the beginning i'm always like imagine like just getting this record for the first time and and like like blake like never hearing it anywhere else and that's your first impression of slayer like i feel like i would never have listened to anything else Yes, and Jim? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. So I'm going to steal, like, you know, this is Sasha's kind of, Stacia's kind of calling card is that it starts off with a face melt. Yes. So, you know, and I mean, I feel that all the time in my, I even throw it in reviews and stuff now. I'm like, every time I write it, I'm like, yeah, I think I might have to pay her for this. But anyway, she copyrighted <laughs> it. So, but yeah, it's a face melter. I mean, that guitar intro. And you know what? This whole album is all about killer guitar intros. I mean, it's yes. it just the riffs on this are so friggin' amazing. And I like the screechy kind of guitar sound. And I don't know if it's a slide or what it is, but it is it is wicked. And you know what? You get a really good... I didn't, unfortunately, hear this album first. So I kind of, I heard Haunting the Chapel first and then went... And then I think I heard Hell Awaits and then went back and got this. But like, yeah, Blake, you, you had a real treat here. I mean, you get to hear his vocal range, you know, Araya's vocal range on this song starts off so cool and it's got a great chorus and you know what these this whole album is a thrash masterpiece and uh you know i know metallica i think this came out on december 3rd so this would have come out uh after metallica's kill em all but i mean just this is one of the one of the tires four tires on the thrash car for starting out and i mean this album just has it all this song has it all and you know a lot of people really crap on the fact that the production was terrible and i know stacia you're with me on this and, and i love the kind of the rough the rough production i love it it's just so Absolutely. good on the original yeah the originals is where it's at i mean yeah i like the re-releases and i know they just re-released the uh the album for the 40th anniversary but they um you know they, there's something to be said this falls for venom misfits slayer all those original recordings that were rough and everybody was like motorhead you know and everybody's like oh my god it, it, i read it online when there's all kinds of chat groups and they say hey what do you think of show no mercy or what do you think of venom you know Black Knight, you know all these albums and everybody's like oh the production was lousy back then that's the whole point behind it you you want it sounded like that it just sounds so raw and that's what makes this album so good it's one of those and i was excited always excited to do these first raw albums because they're just they're so cool that sound is so cool absolutely you know, there's a there's a name for people who complain about that lo-fi production quality <laughs> and it's called morons yeah. um like they're all just wrong um, but yeah. that was something that people said about this at Kerrang! Magazine was the first the first to be like, yeah, this sucks. Like, it's fast and that's cool, but the production quality shit. And I'm yeah. like, oh, wow, that you must be so embarrassed that that's in print somewhere. Like, I hope it's yeah. just a, a, an eternal shame for you that you ever said that about this incredible album. Oh, totally. And And you read it online and they just, <clears throat> and I don't know what they thought because, yeah, okay. I mean, even like, the first Iron Maiden album, the production was not as there as it was by the third album or even by their second album. And I mean, we all know that, you know, these bands started off on a real shoestring budget. I mean, they, they came from really nothing and they just, they just, they were, they, they broke new ground with this. And I think those, uh, those original recordings, I think every remaster should come with two CDs or two albums or whatever in physical format. You should always get a copy of the original, and then get a copy of what they've changed, and that's fine. But they should always be throwing that in there just to, number one, boost their album sales. And number two, have the new people listen to both because there's going to eventuality as a lot of the older stuff 
isn't being reproduced in its uh, in its original form. So like younger fans today, hopefully want to go back and, and hear this in its uh, in its infancy, so to speak. You know, I, that's what I think. Anyway, Man, sorry, I, I ranted there. No, that's okay. I don't want to live on the same planet that doesn't have these early recordings. If it ever does become a thing that you can't hear it, I'm like, I have no business being on this earth anymore then. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, um, as Jim said about, well, or, you know, they're so young too. I mean, they're making their first album. Yeah. What are they? 18, 19, 20, whatever years old. They don't have any money. So of course you can't get, uh, you can't get the best studio. You can't get the best producers, no. you can't get whatever engineers. So you do what you can. So sure. The first few Venom and this, and the first Iron Maiden, of course, it's not going to sound like Power Slave or whatever later album. Yeah. Or the black album if you like that <laughs> but you know when you have money to spend on all this stuff to do so i mean you know that tom Araya, like tom Araya, was a respiratory therapist at this time because <laughs> like this like this uh so i mean and especially the first tour it was like they had to borrow money from carrie king's dad but tom Araya was a respiratory therapist and then he was like i guess my salary is going into this now <laughs> exactly and then, and then like stacia mentioned about how like she heard God hates us all first. And then you heard haunting the chapel, Jim. And like, I heard this first. And like I said, yeah. I had, I had kill them all, which I also heard first, like I put the needle on and I listened to it. And that's the first time I heard it. And then this also, so you hear that scream at the start and the killer uh, lead or whatever. And yeah, that's the first time I've heard Slayer. I didn't hear the sixth album or whatever God hates us all is or whatever i heard the very <laughs> first thing and i don't like being yeah. old but i guess in this case it's okay to be old because I, I can see yeah, it it's, there. it's it's a flex at this point blake like i would trade <laughs> yeah. experiences with you <laughs> exactly i agree blake that's cool that's what uh, that's what it's about hearing it for the first time and uh being able to say like and it, it was mind-blowing i mean you know it's mind blowing when you when you hear something like this for the first time. And uh, I remember, I mean, I fell in love with Slayer because first and foremost, the album covers. I mean, back in the record store, you know, those those were scary looking and those were awesome. That's why I bought Grim Reaper's first couple of albums. Oh yeah, were, yeah, you know, like you saw it or or Saxon or whatever, Iron, Iron Maiden, everything. But yeah, I mean, this the whole satanic vibe i mean that was attracted to me i love being that school that had a leather jacket on that was all dirty and studded up and i had my long hair and you know everybody and i worked in a pet store so you know that was really mysterious <laughs> <laughs> but blake that's cool that you threw this on and you listen to it right from the you know you put the needle on and boom that's the first thing those are experience those killer experiences yeah Absolutely. I, just, I wish I wish back then I knew 40 years later I'd have a podcast and I would have made some notes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of the reasons I want, I started this podcast because I would listen to other podcasts, like say a Metallica podcast where the guys are younger and, you know, the Black Album's the first Metallica album they heard or whatever. And I'm thinking, yeah, but I heard Kill Em All first or I heard this album first or I heard Melissa first by Merciful Fate or whatever. And so I thought, well, I want to do the podcast because... I was there when it started. I didn't just jump in later and have to go back and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind yeah. of what I wanted to do this. Oh, that's wicked. Now, of course, the new music, I know nothing about that, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's why I have other people on the site to do that. Okay. Yes. So I guess I won't say anything about that song because we talked about that one for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so now we go to the Antichrist. And Jim, what do you think of the Antichrist? Yeah, I mean, this is a classic track. I mean, this is another face melter. I mean, I'm going to use that, you know, I, that's that's this whole album is. And I mean, that killer riff intro, I think it's this is more of a drum track too, which is kind of neat. And I mean, the guitar solo in it is wicked. And I love it how the direction changes in the song about, I, I don't know, three quarters or about halfway through. It's really cool. And I think this shows off the fact that they can play, you know, I mean, they, everybody who would uh, who now says, you know, oh, it's, it was no back then. Oh, it was noise. It's this. It's that. Like the Kerrang magazine uh, article that Spacious talking about where they really crapped on it. It's like, you know, this shows that these guys can play their instruments and they're really, really talented. And I think this song, as well as many of their other pretty much all of this album really showcases that. I mean, this is a it's a great song, classic and uh, just another one. And song number two, you're heading into song number two and it's just it still has you by the throat. So <laughs> Stacia. It's just so true. It does. It still has you by the throat. Like it hasn't let up. I love this song so much. Uh, and, but it's another one that you're like, yeah, but like, I don't think I've ever met anybody who doesn't. Um, yeah. What you said, Jim, too, about how it's like, it has like that um, kind of like shift, like two thirds of the way through. There's so many songs on here that kind of do that. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, okay, okay. I've dug my heels into what the song is and then it's completely upended and you're like oh fuck okay um but it's it's another one where you're like I don't like because I love this song so much um and since you've taken over face melter (laughs) it's uh (laughs) (laughs) I borrowed it (laughs) yeah yeah um I mean again like don't, don't you get that visual though like I'm at so when I was uh um like a pre-teen through to my like actual teens my activity was listening to music so I would sit on the floor in front of my stereo because I didn't have like a disc man I had a walkman but then like things were coming out on cd so I would sit in front of my stereo and just put my big massive headphones on and sit on the floor and listen to music that was how I listened I didn't have it on in the background while I did other stuff I just sat and hyper fixated so when I think of face melter I imagine like a song comes on and it literally just like blasts your face so hard while you're staring at this shitty old boombox and you're like i i look like an old still from like um like uh, they live it just is like i'm only a skeleton now um but the thing with this album is they're so talented like the riffs are so amazing that how can you like you almost can't see anything other than like did you hear this fucking riff? Like, it's so good. But I also, like, I love the vocals in this. I feel mm-hmm. like, and I don't know if it's maybe because, uh, like, maybe if you're you're in the forest, you can't see it as much. But I feel like um, Araya's vocals in these, especially this album, but, like, this and Hella Waits are, uh, I just love them so much more. And I feel mm-hmm. like they changed a little over time. And I just, I love this early era. It's it's more shrieky, and I really, really like that. Um. Uh, yes, uh, I was going to say something about what you just said, and now I forget. <laughs> sorry i said a lot <laughs> oh no the thing about yeah you sit that's the difference between listening to music back then yeah. 
or especially even more so for me maybe like because i grew up out in a farm out in the country we had like three tv channels so you wouldn't have anything <laughs> to watch on tv really <laughs> so yeah. you listen to music and you'd have the big record and the lyrics or whatever to read like yeah grandma blood holds the jackal's truth or whatever you think yeah. oh, this is awesome i should write this on the book somewhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> Take it to but you know what though you know what you make a great point because kids nowadays young people nowadays don't have that clunky merchandise we used to listen to where you sat in front of it and like you guys said you fixated on it with your when either with just a shitty pair of headphones or you were just blasting it in your room but yeah that's what you did you had the album or the cassette whatever and you were reading through it and just you know i don't know if they do that now now it seems like everything seems to be quick everything releases quick everything comes out then it's forgotten about super quick i don't know it just seems more of a disposable uh, time nowadays i guess yeah you know? i hate it and <laughs> i don't even i don't even just mean like oh i hate it for kids these days like i hate it for me like yeah. I, I don't even feel like i appreciate things the way i used to back when it was right. like it's like i don't I don't really love that like I could watch any movie at any time like I actually liked having yeah. to go to a video store and like this is what you can pick from because it felt so meaningful and I feel like music yeah. was really like that like I love Cannibal Corpse the most because one of the first CDs I ever bought myself was Tomb of the Mutilated that I picked out and I was like holy shit like this is mine and I own it and then it just like it wasn't like, okay, well, there's, uh, I don't know, LimeWire or Spotify or whatever, and you can just have whatever you want. You had to pick it, and it became really important and meaningful, and now everything is just so accessible. Yeah. Yes, and Jim, you mentioned something about buying Grim Reaper albums or whatever because of the way that it oh, looked, yeah. and I was going to say something. I remember going into, like, a big HMV store in Toronto, and they had the metal section either in the basement or in the ceiling. I forget which floor it was on, but whatever. But I saw an album and I just liked the way it, I don't even remember what the album was, but I liked the album cover. So I took it to the desk to buy it. And the guy goes, well, what's this like? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm just buying it because I like the way it looks. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I lied. I think I lied. I said, oh yeah, it's good. <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. I was just buying it because, you know, you couldn't listen to anything back then. There was no yeah. Spotify. I just thought, right. oh, this looks metal. I'm going to buy this. Whatever. <laughs> Man, yeah, I, I wish you could I remember what it was. I think it was, yeah. like, it was called Thrashers, actually. That's probably why I bought it because it was called Thrash. Yeah. <laughs> Wicked. I don't think I barely listened to it. So <laughs> a few of them worked out, though. Okay. Yeah. Now we go do another. Oh, I forget. Die by the sword. Astasia. Um. Yeah. So this is another one that I think is a lot of people's um number one favorite on the album. Uh, it's not. It's not mine. Um. I do like it a lot. Obviously, the riff is amazing. And this is the other thing too, where I'm just like, how do you say anything other than like, holy shit, this riff is amazing. Um. <laughs> But I, I, there's like a, okay, it's so funny talking about guitar, but there is a, a part where the riff gets kind of like chug, 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 sort of around halfway through. And I really, really like that because this is another yeah. song where you, again, like you dig your heels in and you're like, I get it. And then it kind of like switches around on you. And then it ends with that super, super strong solo. Um, so yeah, like not my number one favorite, but still just a really, really solid. It's like, I can see what everyone else likes about it. And it's still... One of those songs that I'm like, no, nothing on this album is a skipper. Like, they're all yeah. fantastic. And Jim? 
Totally agree. I mean, that has, I wrote down the, the chugging sound. I mean, it, <laughs> it's just kind of a thrash masterpiece. It's not my favorite. I've got a, two favorites, favorite favorites on here, but that's not it, but it's a wicked song. I mean, I like his high vocals in it too. It's kind of yes. cool. And, uh, but it's just, yeah, a lot of people, this probably is the more commercial one off this album, I would say. It, it probably, a lot of people's go-to, like you say, on it, but no, it's a, and like you say, that guitar solo, phenomenal. And again, the, the guitars on this is just so awesome. I mean, this is just a, another, like, sort of uh, kind of paint-by-numbers thrash song that just is so good. It's so good. It, it checks all the boxes, checks all mm -hmm. the boxes. Absolutely. And this is this and well, you know, this this is the song from this album that they've played the most live, I guess. And then Black Oh yeah, Magic. see I'm so, I'm like this is the one that people love. Yeah. Yeah, and Black Magic, they've played a lot too. Well, yeah. that makes sense. Or not still now, I guess, <laughs> but still when they played. <laughs> I'm not gonna say how I rank this song since we're doing our top ten Slayer songs, so we can find out then. <laughs> <laughs> then we go to Fight Till Death. And this is, I keep forgetting what, Jim, you call it the, what do you call it? Face melter. This is another face melter. <laughs> Jim, what do you think of this one? Oh, this melts your face. This is a good one. I mean, that's got that another wicked guitar intro. I mean, you know, and then it's got the really thumping, like the drums and the bass just sound really good. And on this song, you hear the bass a little bit better than a lot of the songs on, on this album. Um, but I mean, it's got a real, it's a catchy song. I think it's got a killer beat to it. I think, uh, it's a, it's a great, it's a great song. I, I really, really like it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's probably one of the unsung hero songs on here. Uh, but I, I really like it. I don't think it probably gets a lot of love. It's probably for the casual fans, maybe a, a skippable track, but definitely not for me. It's a wicked song. Stacia. Yeah, hun I, I totally agree. I think people don't talk about this one enough. Yeah. Um, and I, I think you're right. I think for a lot of uh, people who are maybe more casual listeners, this wouldn't stand out to them, but they're wrong. Uh, I like it because it's just a super like speedy riff. Um, yeah. And even if like if you're like, oh, like what's your top three? Like maybe it wouldn't come to mind. But then when you're on, you're like, oh, fuck this song. Um, yeah. It's a good reminder that I'm like, wow, I could literally never play that fast if i had a thousand years but it's so good and uh like being able to hear the the bass is really nice um because like there's so much drama about the production of this um <laughs> and like not even just from like people like kerrang like uh i don't know if um if you guys know like but like dave lombardo like hates this album because yeah. not because he hates the songs he's just like well he really hates how his like drums sounded um, but the sound engineer just kind of struggled in general. So it's kind of neat. You almost like you hear songs and I'm like, man, I wonder if Tom Araya was just like, I don't know. I love this song a lot. Make sure my bass doesn't sound like shit. Like make sure it comes through. Um, uh, oh yeah. Lombardo is one of the, probably one of the fastest drummers. Well now, yeah. I'm still now, I guess. But back then, especially like, you know, it was and that was another thing about talking about the music and listening to it the first time. This this was new. Like this stuff was new. There was yeah. like now if you listen to say a death metal album, like how many death metal bands do we have and how original can they be now, right? Or if a new thrash band comes out, how can they not sound like Metallica or Slayer or whoever? 
that exactly. came before. So this was new. Like this was like the second thrash album, I think, probably. Or Exciter and Canada's Exciter had an album up there too, but you know, Metallic and Slayer, they're two of the big four or whatever. So yeah, so yeah. it was new. Well, okay, even... let me go to Metal Storm Face the Slayer and Jim. Oh, wait, I was just going to say one thing first about the song. This song <laughs> is like almost five minutes long. This is like an epic for Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they could last this long when playing a song. But anyway, Jim, what do you think of this one? <laughs> oh, it's another great, great song. I like that guitar. I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, Stacia probably knows because she's a professional guitarist. Uh, um, but you have you have that guitar riff that starts, but it carries on for so long. And what would you call that, Stacia? Just uh, I I would like to state for the record that I've been playing guitar <laughs> for two and a half years. <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just gonna call that stamina. <laughs> yeah yeah it is cool that's wicked i mean it just kind of carries on for like a quarter of the song it just sounds so cool it's not quite it's not a solo it'd be like just like an extended riff yeah i mean it's got another killer beat to it another great song i mean this is another another kind of one that I, I think as well like the song before it probably is overlooked on the album a bit but yeah and, and being almost a five minute song that's rare uh, for for Slayer. You know, a lot of the songs are anywhere from two and a half to three and a half minutes. So they're usually mm -hmm. fast affairs. So uh, this is definitely more of an epic, uh, an epic uh, song. Yeah. Yes. I mean, well, especially with the intro, right? Because the intro kind of switches gears a little bit. Like it's a little more dramatic, um, yeah. but that it, it does. It goes into that insane riff. Um, so this honestly jim i think this song in particular is the best example of what um you were talking about when it like switches on you because this is one where you like you can't you'll you'll be like you settle into it and you're like oh yeah okay so yeah. like it's got that dramatic intro and then it has that really like noodly kind of riff that comes in which is my favorite i love it i think it's so ins i love like really uh like left hand finger heavy songs like that uh like uh those are just super fun to play um uh, like re-listening to this like more critically i was like man i should really learn this um and yeah. then after it like then it like really kicks into that main riff at like a minute and a half so you're like okay well now it's it's this song um and it's you're like oh perfect it's just like the best driving song there aren't even any vocals until like after two minutes in yeah. so at, at first you're like oh i'm getting iron maiden here um <laughs> and then it's just like face melting riff oh <laughs> sorry that's yours now jim <laughs> no 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 we'll share it <laughs> i'll need i'll need to come up with some other ridiculous way to describe these riffs uh but yeah i like listening to this just because like the riffs are so incredible and it really switches on you but it's like this song has like so much going on um i mean it has that amount of time to do it but i'm like i get pissed off because i'm like everyone who doesn't like this album is fucking wrong like the song is so good and every song on it is so good i love how stacia how you're right about everything yeah <laughs> and everybody else is wrong yeah he i is. mean uh it's true <laughs> you've heard this oh. album right <laughs> okay then we get to side two with black magic and uh stacia do you like black magic Oh, this is a per like, well, I think there's 
because you were saying this is another one that they play the most off of this. This is a good example of a riff that's like, it's so simple. It's like that intro riff, but it's so perfect. It's it's a lot of people's favorite, but it's very, very clear why. It's just a really solid thrash metal riff. I actually, I taught myself this by ear and it was probably like where I peaked. <laughs> that was like my high point. Uh, but there's there's just no bad heart in this song. Um, and I, again, like when I think about what it must have been like to hear this for the first time, right? And it's like, yeah, you flip it and it's like side two and you're like, I just, I haven't had a break. Like it's, it's just been so good and nonstop. And this like is a really like, even if like, let's say like the ones that Jim and I were talking about that, like maybe they're not everybody's favorite. It's like, and then you come to Black Magic and you're like, this album yeah. is amazing. <laughs> Jim? Yeah, this is like my 1B. I mean, this is probably, this is one of my favorites on there. It's such a good, I like the kind of guitar fade in at the start. So it it kind of has yeah. like a metal militia from Metallica kind of vibey to it, where it's got that sort of fading and it's, it's really, really cool how they did it. And, uh, but I mean, it's got, a, again, another killer riff. Uh, you know, and Tom's vocal range in this song, too, is really kind of shows off. Uh, this would be my 1B, my 1A is coming up. So uh, kind of, a, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, here you're on the second side of the album and it just seems to be gaining more and more momentum as the album goes on. So you're like you're leaving one song and then you're heading into another one that just blows your mind. So and this yeah. is definitely one of them. I totally hear the Metallica influence too, Jim. Like there's a yeah. couple riffs. There's one riff I'll talk like I'll talk about when it comes up because I, I was like, I literally have taught myself this riff and it's a Metallica riff. But that makes sense because they yeah. they really, really did like love Metallica. Yeah. Uh, this would have been a good song also to start the album, just with that true that fade in intro thing. That would have been a good way to start the album too. Not that there's anything wrong with Evil Has No I would never ever change opening with Evil well, Has No Boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying if they would have flipped them, I don't think it would have hurt. <laughs> okay, well, there we I, go I agree to, to disagree. <laughs> where, where am I? Oh, oh sorry. Tormentor next? Yes, Tormentor. Yes. Jim. Okay, this is my one A. So this oh, is yes, a wicked Jim. song. Yeah, this is a wicked song. And you know what? This song doesn't get enough love. Um, you know, this is this is a wicked song. That slow intro kind of sounds kind of ominous. Then it rips into that guitar rift. And I think Tom's vocals sound really fresh on this one. Like, I don't know, maybe he, they recorded this one the next day early in the morning or something. But <laughs> it just sounds, re it sounds different. It sounds sounds so fresh on it uh not that to say it didn't sound good on the other ones just it's got a different kind of sound to it and i i it's a kick-ass song and uh i mean the name of it to tormentor i love it you know uh <clears throat> you know wasp has song tormentor and every <laughs> it just was the sign of the times you know back then that was definitely a mainstay but i i think this should have been more popular and should have been one of the one of the hits off the album yep <laughs> That's so funny, Jim. Well, when you were like, my 1A is coming up, I'm like, oh my gosh, please, that'll be Tormentor. Because <laughs> uh, this is totally one of my faves on the album. Uh, and so that uh, like slow, ominous intro, it used to not be my favorite, but only because that like those hammer on pull offs like that, as soon as it like kicks in, that is my favorite. So I remember like asking um, to learn this song 
and just being like, cause I really want to learn that riff. Um, but, uh, the, I had to learn the, the slow intro first. And I actually love playing that slow intro so much that now I love hearing it. So I was like, okay, well now I love all of it. Um, and that changed my mind, but I agree with you. The vocal performance is amazing. Uh, but again, I like the, the shrieking vocals. I also do think it's kind of a catchy song, (laughs) not like, you know, oh, it's super commercial, but it's like, I do think it's pretty catchy, but I love shrieking Araya. Um, and that, uh, when he yells Tormentor at the end and just hits that super high note, uh, I like I like to hope that at least like 60% of the Slayer fans out there really try to hit that note with him at the end of that. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that you're both wrong about something because this is the <laughs> song they've played the least live from this album. Oh, oh yeah. It, it says they've only played it 13 times live. Oh, maybe it's because Araya can't hit that note at the end anymore. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty hard yeah. one. I've tried it from my car many times. Well, it is a, it's a little slower. It's not a lot slower. I mean, it starts off a little slower, like you mentioned. So maybe they thought, oh, people don't want to hear these slow songs. Let's, uh, I don't know. But anyway, I just, <laughs> I just looked that up now and thought, oh, that's surprising. But whatever. Okay, then I, again, go I'm going to say it's the vocals. The final command, uh, Stacia. This, this is another one that I like just because it is so, so fast, um, which again, for me, makes it uh, perfect. Um, and it's like, a it's a shorter one, right? It's like, what is it like two, like, it's like two and a half minutes. So it's just like a perfect little banger. And it's got the little like guitar harmonies uh in it so i don't know it's just nice it's like a again a good little driving song um it doesn't it's not like one of the first things that i think of when i think of this album but it's it's a banging song jim oh i agree i mean it's it's actually the you're right it's the shortest song on the album at, at just two and a half minutes and i mean that's just it's just one of those ones that it fits in perfectly there. You leave Black Magic and then you're heading into the, towards the end of the album. I mean, it's, it's, and it's got, again, it's got that sort of, it's got that great guitar intro. It's, it, this is definitely a good drum track as well. I thought mm-hmm. the drum sounded good on this one as well as uh, one of the previous ones that you could really, it really shows off compared to a lot of the other tracks. And, but I mean, I, it's a, it is definitely a killer song. I love it. I don't know if we've talked about like what so specifically the problem that um like with the drums on this was uh they had to like the sound engineer just like wasn't used to this kind of sound so they had to put like towels over all like the drums so Dave Lombardo was playing and just hitting all these towels um and that was just like why he hated it he's like this just this doesn't sound right um so it's kind of nice whenever you're like oh no no I like the drums and I'm like well Somewhere, I hope Dave Lombardo is really happy about that. <laughs> and then we go to Cry Cryonics. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Jim. Oh, it's another. This has got a cool beat for an intro. I mean, it's a great song. And, you know, not that Tom doesn't have clean vocals because he does. But this is, he's very, got very clean vocals on this song. So you, and he hits those high notes. Like there's a lot of high notes on this song. And I think this is another one that really shows off 
his vocal ability. I mean, you know, we're talking Slayer here and people are probably like, oh yeah, vocal ability. But no, it's true. The guy's a, a great singer. And I mean, he hits those high notes there. This is another really, really underappreciated song on the album, I think. Mm-hmm. Stacia. So this, okay, so Tom Araya, when he talks about this album, he says that the biggest influences I had were Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, uh, Ven- Venom, and Merciful Fate. I really hear the Iron Maiden influence in this one. Um, right. For like, and I mean, there's a, like, there are like some guitar parts in it for sure. Where you're like, ah, yes, this is very like Maiden influenced. But I do think it's it's like the vocal harmony that comes through too. Yeah. And uh, it's like the, the song, like, how the vocal harmony was written as well as the fact that I, I do think Tom Araya kind of shows off his, no, I don't want to say range because his shrieks have a pretty intense range, but just that he can be a little, a little more clean. Um, yeah. And and it's nice because like this song is kind of different from the rest of them. Like it fits in super well. It doesn't stand out, but it is, uh, it does showcase kind of a, a different side of them. So it's like, you know, as you're getting to the end of the album, it's like, you want to show off a little bit more of that range. Yeah. And I had in my notes that there's some galloping a la Iron Maiden. In the song. Oh, see, ah! there you go. We all hear Maiden. <laughs> Wicked. Yeah. Okay, and then we finish off with the title track, Show No Mercy, Stacia. See, I love this. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try to, like, center myself before I get just, like, jumbled. But, like, the drum intro, amazing. And I, I thought it was such a good change of pace. Um like when you listen to this all the way through and you're like, oh, yes, a sick drum intro. Um, I wonder how it would have sounded without the towels. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but to me, this has all of the staples of like a, a perfect Slayer song. I mean, like I mean, the riff itself isn't like super showy, but it's it's so good. Um, the vocal harmony is so good and it, it does have that awesome intro. And I just I think it's got a lot of things that make a good early thrash song um and like whenever i think listen to it i'm like maybe i get why this wasn't everybody's favorite considering that like i i understand that this was the album where slayer was was still kind of finding their sound and i get that but this to me is such a perfect song and uh a big part of why this is just this is a comfort album if i don't know what album to put on this is one of the five albums i'll throw on to be like i just need something because i'm never ever upset about this one being on in the background and like this song is kind of like a culmination of of all of those things and jim i mean i couldn't i couldn't say it any better i mean i wrote you know talked about the drum intro and this is i wrote down this is it got the old school slayer sound yes so when this came out this is this is exactly just it's slayer through and through and i mean it's 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 one of their masterpieces i think it's it's so this this is like one my one c on the album only because I mean, and I find the second side, I, I really like it. Um, but this has just got a, you know, it, it's it's really, really good. And I like kind of the, the cutoff, like the, the high pitch cutoff that it has. It's just got, it, it, it's thrash. It's a total thrash song. And I know it that doesn't make sense because the whole album's thrash. But this has that Slayer thrash vibe that makes Slayer Slayer. And that, that's yeah. got that heart in it for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, oh this is the one that has the sorry <laughs> i have to add something um this is the one that has uh 
that riff in it that went like um and i was like oh my gosh that's literally motor breath uh metallica exactly yeah right and i was like I've taught my well I didn't teach myself that riff but that my two-year guitar anniversary I was learning uh three Metallica songs so they were all I played to be like I gotta get these perfect by like my two year and Motor Breath was the one I like posted and I was like oh yeah I know that riff (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah yeah so good though no complaints it's perfect oh yeah so I was just gonna say I can't believe there's no ballads on this album (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you don't win friends with ballads. I don't know. Did Slayer ever ever make a ballad? Uh, maybe Seasons in the Abyss, maybe, could be. You know, the one with the horses in the video. I don't know. Well, but it's still pretty heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we'll get to that later. Okay, so uh, we're going to rate the album. I think I know what Jim's going to say for sure. So no, we'll start with this is a This is a 10 out of 10. I mean, come on. Like, again, when you rate Slayer albums, like there's always got to be a first second third but i mean like this is a 10 south of heaven for me is a 10.1 like it's just these (laughs) are all different and it's just the way it works i mean my lowest one would probably be like a 9.7 which maybe would be like god hates us all or something like that but holy like they're just they're just so consistently good and uh and i mean this is this is where it started and i mean this is one of the earliest you know, you've got Metallica's Kill 'Em All. This is right there with it. You know, Venom. There's a lot of Venom on this. Mm-hmm. A lot of Motorhead kind of vibe on this too. So, yep. you know, um, we talked about kind of the Iron Maiden sound. Definitely some new wave of British heavy metal, which we all know all these bands were a total fan of. So I, yes. I just think it's really, really cool. It's just, it's an awesome sound. Mm-hmm. And Stacia, what's your rate? oh you it's funny i'm like i'm sure you know what i'm gonna it's definitely a 10 out of 10 album for me like this is one of my perfect albums um there's literally like the figurine from this is in the center of my room across from me like the show no mercy um like those uh adult collectibles is like above my tv right now i love this album it's it's again a perfect album 10 out of 10 and I also will give it a 10 out of 10 because this, right. this is my That's favorite. That's got to be some kind of record. Come on. <laughs> Wicked. Three, this is my favorite Slayer album. I think South of Heaven is my second favorite Slayer album. I know most people it's Rain and Blood, but I was on the Rain and Blood podcast with somebody. I can't remember who it was. Jim, were you on that one? Okay, I think I can't remember who it was, but I don't really like that album except for like two songs because it's just so it's so fast. Like we're talking about his singing. See, I find on this album you can hear some of his words, but on Rain and Blood, mostly he's just going so fast I can't like hear anything. Oh, I never but need to hear any I know, words. I'm I know comfortable a lot with of people that. Loved it and stuff. <laughs> and, okay, uh, has any okay about seeing them live, Jim? Have you seen Slayer live before? Yeah, twice. I saw them on the Seasons and the Abyss tour. I can't remember who opened for them. I think it was Machine Head, I'm not sure. And then I saw them, or may not have been me, I can't remember who opened for them, maybe Testament. So, I, and then I saw them on the I think it was the 30th anniversary of Seasons, and they did uh, they co headlined with Megadeth uh Whoa. suicide silence and i think machine head was supposed to be there but they canceled so that t- testament came along so i think Aww. there was four bands yeah it was really good and it was uh so they co-headlined they went on first slayer went on first 
and did the whole season's album plus probably six other tracks uh and i think it was right i think it might have been world painted blood uh it was kind of the album they were touring with but they were touring for that and then megadeth which was great was they were doing uh rust in peace they oh. did the whole album and they did it in analog so they didn't do it digitally they did it like an old school it was wicked and they that would have been amazing second. yeah yeah so it was so much fun so much fun it was wicked Man, Testament would be such a trade-up for me from Machine yes. Head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Stacia, have you seen them live? or? I have not seen Slayer live. Um, but speaking of seeing them live, uh, do you guys know about the 1985 P incident? But it, I'm going to say intriguing. no. <laughs> So the their first tour, well, what? Yeah, so their first like big tour with this album was with Venom <laughs> in 1985. Um, that's why it's called the 1985 P incident. And uh, Tom Araya had to finish the tour with a broken nose from Kronos because uh, he. Okay, so the people there was like a couple uh people i don't know who exactly uh from slayer sitting in the tour van with um like it probably everybody from venom but like venom was such a big name by then and like slayer was still really new um but tom Araya came in had a lot to drink was like have i really have to pee where do i go and chronos jokingly like opened his mouth and was like yeah like right here brother but tomariah actually like unzipped and pissed in chronos's hair so chronos got up and punched him in the face <laughs> and broke his nose and tomariah had to finish the rest of the tour with a broken nose from chronos um but it was funny because i can't remember who else it was i like I, I want to say it might have even been like Jeff Hanneman, but like someone else was like, yeah, we didn't really know why Tom Araya chose to do that because we were still pretty starstruck by Venom. So the choice to urinate on Kronos was maybe not one I would have made. <laughs> but imagine seeing them. Did, did he get the finish or what? <laughs> I, i'm gonna assume no because like logistically emptying that full of a bladder like i feel like you jump up especially like chronos has got that like gorgeous long dark hair you want to protect that although i guess so does tom Araya, or did tom Araya. yeah yes <laughs> yeah i saw at least saw slayer twice i saw them on their farewell tour or whatever nice. that was with like testament and lamb of god i think and i think anthrax was there too it was a big thing there whatever and i saw them on their god hates us all tour back in 2000 oh i had it wrote down in the yeah whatever. what was that 2011 2011 well god hates us all came out during 9 11 so yeah that's is when it was <laughs> but that was with pantera and static x and morbid angel so that was cool to see pantera the original, of course, Pantera and Slayer together, nice. same show. <laughs> and I've talked about that on here before because people started throwing me all over the place, but whatever, I'm not getting that. So I was in Hamilton, Ontario, actually, at Cops Coliseum, I guess, back then. <laughs> okay, and I thought I did see them open for Heaven and Hell once. I'm not sure why they would open for Heaven and Hell, but I have a, I'm vague on that, but because I thought I saw them three times. But anyway, that would have been a shorter set. Okay, so now we're going to do our top 10 Slayer songs. 
Um, who wants to go first? Let's go, Jim. I guess first. Okay, this this was hard, and I'm still I'm not happy with my list. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, because I mean, you could put so many songs on here, but I've got. I, tr- I wanted to try to cover as many, but then I just didn't, so it didn't matter. So, anyways, number ten, I went with Jihad from Christ Illusion. I think part of the thing is is that I mean I love this song, but also the fact that it was so uh, everybody got their panties in a bunch over it because of the uh, you know the hacked up Jesus on the cover. So it was kind of cool. It was a wicked album. So number nine, go with Mandatory Suicide absolute banger of a song love it number eight i think one of their longest songs at dawn they sleep i think it's like a six minuter um <laughs> i love that song i uh, love that song number seven hollowed points off of seasons uh another great great song uh number six behind the crooked cross from south of heaven number five south of heaven from south of heaven uh, number four, Angel of Death, which is, you know, a pretty standard Slayer song. Uh, number three, Dead Skin Mask. I love that song. I mean, that's one of one of my favorites. I, I just, that's a really creepy song. I love it. And then number two and number one, number two, Black Magic. And number yeah. one, Tor- Tormentor. I, that's yeah. my number one. And I mean, you know, like, those my I could probably interchange the back half of this no problem, but the the top three are definitely top three for me. So solid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Stacia, let's hear yours. Okay. Mine is gonna be really boring. I do not have <laughs> Jim's breadth, so I apologize in advance. Um so uh at so at number 10 i i put this just because i wanted to talk about it for like a second um but i actually put repentless from repentless but like i really like it so right so that's their their 2015 album um and i remember it was one of those things that just like spotify played and i was like oh like i don't know like i like this riff and then it just kind of like kept appearing on list and i was like this song is actually really good and i remember uh even like playing it um and having other people be like oh what is this i'm like dude it's fucking like newer slayer and they're like it's really good and i was like i know (laughs) so i was like (laughs) i have to like put that in uh at number 10 um so number nine praise of death from hello waits number eight necrophobic from rain and blood number seven angel of death you can't like it's true like that's got to be there (laughs) (laughs) um number six black magic from show no mercy number five tormentor show no mercy um i'm sorry for this theme but number four is antichrist from show no mercy (laughs) uh number three is crypts of eternity from hell awaits i think that sounds so much like a venom song so i'm obsessed with it um number two is hell awaits from hell awaits and number one is evil has no boundaries Boundaries. yeah (laughs) i told you it wasn't going to be the most breadth but that is just my truth (laughs) oh yeah well, my my ten songs are all from the first four albums, so excellent. I don't feel <laughs> as bad anymore. So we have a lot of repeats <laughs> in here, just maybe a different order. So my number ten is Hello Eights. Number nine, I have Silent Scream from South of Heaven. Number eight, Wicked I got War Ensemble from Seasons of the Abyss. Seasons in the Abyss. What was it? Sorry, whatever. Yeah. Uh, number seven, I got Angel of Death. <laughs> <laughs> 
Number six, I got Mandatory Suicide. Number five, nice. Black Magic. Number four, I got Raining Blood from Rain in Blood. Number three, I got Skeletons of Society from Seasons. Mm. Number Wicked two, track. I got South of Heaven, the title track from South of Heaven, of course. And number one, I got Die by the Sword. I knew it. <laughs> when you're like, and you're not know talking what, like, about it, I'm like, it's number one. <laughs> crossed out the skeletons of society and I put hollowed point in. So I was wavering between those two. And then on my original, my first list, Repentless is number 10. So just oh, to show you, I have two that's lists. That's so funny. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I got to make a change. I got to do something. And so I, I made two lists this afternoon. So I went with list, list number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Wow, I'm really glad that like someone else actually likes Repentless. I feel like I have oh, to like, talk people. I have to talk people into it. <laughs> no, that's a great album. Well, I, I find for me again, I'm older and I grew up on the early albums, so that's what I like the most. I think I listened to all the other Slayer albums. I think I probably had them all. I think I have Repentless, but I probably just didn't give it enough listens. Like, there's so much stuff out there, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I want to listen to a Slayer album, I put this one on or I put South of Heaven on. So it's not that I don't like other albums, the newer albums. It's just that they didn't hit me as much as the stuff I heard first, right? Which is a lot of the time how it goes. And the mm-hmm. video for Repentless is amazing. Oh, I haven't like, I seen, the video. seen the video. Oh, you got to. It's like a mini movie. It's about a prison break. I think I have the right one. And it's just, it's like an aggressive horror movie just a, a very violent it's wicked you gotta check it out i will i love music videos so it's yeah still definitely because it, yeah it was pretty violent i was surprised it was even on <laughs> but it's probably on youtube yes but back then i'm not sure if it was on MTV wicked i love yeah. that stuff okay so did anybody else want to talk about we've already kind of talked about other slayer albums you kind of talked about it during the thing unless you want to say anything else about any of the other albums i will say no i will say two more things about this album because i think they're important number one people shit on this album but it is metal blade's best-selling record yes so it's important to know that and number two terry butler from obituary has said that this album has was literally the i understand like yes it's a very important trash metal album but that it was the blueprint for the beginning of death metal it just has all of those elements in it it also inspired fenris from dark throne he was like this is like the elements of new wave of british heavy metal and black metal that i like to fuse like i i I was inspired by show no mercy like this is just it's such an important album even if people are dicks about it they're wrong this is such a good album exactly yeah of course they're wrong of course Um... they're wrong (laughs) (laughs) And I will just finish with Terry King has a new band. Oh, I guess the band is called <laughs> Terry King. And he has a new song, oh, which I have not listened to, but you two have. Do you want to have an opinion on it? Jim, you go first. Yeah, you know, it, it's a good, there's a lot of mixed, I'm reading a lot of mixed reviews. A lot of people are, are kind of crapping on it, but I've read that this song and maybe there's going to be a couple other songs that were left over that he wrote uh, when he was in Slayer that didn't make the final album so and I believe this was one of them so everybody's kind of saying well you know first first off he surrounded himself with awesome musicians I mean he's got a great there it's a great band great vocalist 
you know, you can't go wrong. Does it sound like Slayer? Of course it sounds like Slayer. It's going to be an extension of Slayer. Like, I don't know what people want from it. So you kind of got to take it for what it's worth. I mean, like I say, there's going to be a couple of these that he had left over from that he wrote for Slayer that they didn't use. So, and he's been very open about that. I believe this was one of them. So like every, I think it's great. I, I think Slayer had number of like, you know, you don't want a band to, if their heart's not into it. And I also read a few things that there's been kind of a little bit of issues with, um, like when Hanneman was ill and wanted to come back um, and then like to do a couple of shows, uh, you know, um, and, and uh, I, I don't know, I, I guess there's, there's just some, uh, you know, and, and I don't think him and Dave Lombardo parted on the greatest that I'm reading now that I didn't even know. So it's kind of sad because I kind of always remember Slayer as being Slayer and they always seemed they, they decided to call it quits and that was okay. And maybe end things kind of on a high. I got, I got to respect that. But I always think they had some some more music in them to play. And uh, I think this is just kind of going to be an extension of that. And I have no problems with it. So fans mm -hmm. that are looking for something that's going to be like, I don't know what people are thinking. I mean, he's the Slayer guitarist. He's, you know, you've got the lead singer from Death Angel. You've got the player from Machine Head. You know, you've got... You got all this going on and these are going to be all elements they're putting together. I mean, it is only early. It's only, I think there's 13 songs on the album and this is uh, from hell, you know, the uh, idle hands is the single and it's the first single. I don't think it's a letdown. I think it was pretty cool. And uh, I have no issues with it whatsoever. And any, like, I, I just don't understand what fans are looking for. Are they looking for, I don't know, them sound like ghosts? I don't know. And it's like, <laughs> what do you expect them to sound like? It's Carrie King. And, and everybody's like, ah, it's, it's the same. Well, yeah, that's, it's supposed to be Slayerish. I mean, this is what it's all about. So I'm, I promote the hell out of it any way I can. I think it's great. I, I hope the other, 12 songs are are as good or better than this and I think uh, I think it's a great song I give the song a solid 8 out of 10 I mean you know I've listened I've probably listened to it 50 times since it was released so and Stacia you want to add to that Jim that's so funny because I was like I feel like Jim's probably just going to talk about whether or not he likes it and I'm going to bitch about the fan base <laughs> and that's but that's why I wanted you to go first um so because what I said um like when I was talking to my partner about this uh was it would be like first of all Carrie King's a career musician like I feel like it's really yeah. easy to have an opinion when it's like yeah because you play music in your garage and you can do whatever the fuck you want and this person's livelihood is riding on this right. but also what I said is it would be like if I uh so for anybody listening with no context I own a restaurant called the Hardy Hooligan so I said if I sold the Hardy Hooligan let's say but then I went and opened another bakery and they're like oh like these baked goods taste like the ones at hooligan it's like well yeah because i fucking made them because like i'm still the one inventing the recipes and like i'm still the same human like behind it yeah. so it's like you're basically accusing carrie king of sounding like carrie king like how how dare you um and like that's that's the issue was like first of all this person is trying to like and it doesn't matter because if it didn't sound like slayer they would bitch about that so exactly. it, it, like no matter what you can't win um people need to shut up and uh that's it everybody is gonna use their voice on the internet to be an asshole one way or the other 
I, yeah, it's so a great that, analogy. Yeah. A great analogy. You open up another restaurant, it's gonna be like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're 100 percent right. It's like I'm the same 100. person. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like I'm the guy behind it. Still, <laughs> like it's still gonna taste like it was made by Stacia Kid. Like that's gonna be what it I is. Love, and I love the fact you said that. Like his livelihood depends on this. You're right. It's not just somebody like a hobbyist here. This guy, yeah, he's not doing it for our whims. Like you know. Like, oh, well, we want this. You should have done this. You should have done this. Yeah, of course. But, you know, I I got to give Slayer credit for breaking, like for finishing when they did. Okay, fair enough. If they put out another album and it bombed, it was just terrible, maybe. I don't know. I can't see it. But, uh, you know, that's just the fan in me who wants it to live on. And I'd like to see them again live. And I wanted to just kind of keep going with it. I, I don't want good things to ever end. But, uh, you know it comes to an end and I got to respect them for that. But then, you know, Carrie King to kind of go out on his own, decide he wants to do this. And then people say, well, it sounds like Slayer. And then now they're saying, well, it sounds like old school Slayer. And then some people are saying, well, it sounds like newer school Slayer. Well, like, Jesus, what do you want here? You know, <laughs> like it's going to sound like Slayer. That's like, what's the problem. You, know, you guys don't the... like Slayer. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on, we want more Slayer. We want more Slayer sounding like Slayer. I mean, if Metallica decided to put it on their last album, I don't know, they had like 18 songs on it or whatever. It was way too long. If they wanted to put out five songs of the new crap they do and then put out exact replica of Kill 'Em All or Ride the Lightning, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, Metallica has decided to put out two albums that were like pretty far away from Metallica yeah. and we all pretend they didn't happen so <laughs> exactly. I feel like yeah we just act like they don't exist at least yeah. I do <laughs> so I feel like here. if you don't want something to sound like Slayer maybe don't be listening to Carrie Kate yeah and I mean Kirk Hammett put out a solo record there a solo EP or whatever it was and I mean you know I don't I've listened to it once I think and I I was just like, eh, it's, it's it's a departure from Metallica. And that's good for that's what he wants to do. But like you say, and he still has Metallica to go back to. He's still yeah. selling out stadiums and making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars with uh, downloads and stuff. He's not yeah. millions of dollars. I mean, he's not he's not hurting. And I mean, you know, Terry King, like you say, he's got to he's still got to live and go on. So, uh, yeah. you know, there's nothing I think there's nothing wrong with it at all. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like they don't get it. It's not a garage band. This is a person's livelihood. This is their yeah. career. Absolutely. Okay, <laughs> and since I haven't heard it, I don't have an opinion. <laughs> no, it's good. Like you'll love it. Well, I asked a friend about it, and she said, "Oh, it sounds like Slayer." Like, well, <laughs> yeah. I said, "Well, I could have guessed that probably." Yeah, and, and that's the thing. You say it doesn't matter what he did; it's going to get. It's going to get bold. Yes. It's going to get criticized. Yeah. It's going to get praised. If he did Inner Sandman song, he would get lambasted by people saying, why you sound like Metallica and why yeah. you selling out or whatever. And, you know, so people aren't happy either way. So yeah. they're going to bitch. No like, Show me the one song metal. that everybody likes. If he did yeah. a power metal, if it was a power metal band, everybody would be like, how's Carrie King's doing power metal? That's wrong. You know, come on. It's yeah. going to be a thrash yeah. band. Yeah. Like, come on. We, this is easy, like, for everybody to understand. Yeah. We need, we need Ang Angus Young to do a thrash metal album. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. And uh, my last note is Taylor Swift fixed the Super Bowl. But anyway, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, <laughs> God. 
You already, okay. you both know more about that than I do. <laughs> well, we're, we're recording this while the Super Bowl was on, and I just see your face on the TV every two seconds. Fuck there. God. Taylor Swift. <laughs> okay. Well, this is a good episode, guys. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> Uh, my next episode should be me talking to our writer, Billy, from the Metal Pit about his visit on the 70,000 tons of metal cruise that just happened like a week ago. So Aww. that is probably our next podcast, hopefully. Nice. Awesome. Okay, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Goodbye.